Welcome to An Author Angle, the podcast series exploring creative expression and inspiration with authors, publishing professionals, and other creatives from all around the world. Listen up as host and publisher Ocean Reeve digs into the heart and heads of other creatives and the vision for their work. Be creative, be inspired, be published. An Author Angle, brought to you by Ocean Reeve Publishing. In this episode of The Author Angle, Ocean talks with Jen Swenson, author of Goldie the Unchicken. In this episode of An Author Angle, Ocean talks with Zoe Sparks, published author of Strive and Thrive, Healthy and Wealthy, Award and Reward, along with the two Shining the Spotlight books. Where do we start with Zoe? I figured out this morning that you and I have worked together for six years. It is, yeah. Yeah. So I've helped you in publishing three of your own books, Strive and Thrive, Healthy and Wealthy and Award and Reward. Yep. We've worked together both here in Queensland and in New South Wales when we pre- presented some events, Creativity, Goal Setting and Publishing. Yeah. We've done, we've published Shine in the Spotlight book one in 2019. Yeah. We've just launched book two. We have. You, you've, you've kept us busy though. I know and I love it. <laughs> It's so cool. Let's start with your own three book series. What inspired you to write? What inspired you to bring those books out? I think for years, I've most people who know me know that I've worked in travel and events for a long time. But I actually spent a lot of my time mentoring ladies. People would ask me, how did I start in business? How could they start? What could I do to help? And people were basically asking me to be their mentor. And I just really physically didn't have the time at the you know, around then. So... I thought, well, what's the best way to do? And my creativity outlet has always been to write. I love to write. Um, And I decided, well, let's start writing down what I would talk to them about if I was sitting with them for two or three hours. So I just started to write all the tips. I basically wanted to share everything I'd learnt in business over the years. I've been in um, my own business now for 23 years. So it was, well, how do I communicate this and help them? So I divided it into topics and thought it was easier to put them into tips because if they're business people or starting out, they're interested in particular topics. So that was how the first one started. And the first one, Strive and Thrive, is very much a general business book. It's a great book for people that are starting out, thinking about starting business or getting into business or wanting to change career and where do I start? Um, and you guys helped me put it into an awesome format that makes it very easy for people to use. It's almost like a manual. And I've always said it's um, it's a way of me being a coach without actually physically being a coach. That's good. That's so good. Uh, you said just before that you um, have always loved writing. So before you actually uh, wrote these three, is there any other manuscripts in your drawer that I don't know about? Do you know what? Actually, I do have a novel in my drawer. I knew it! Which has been in there for years. And it gets tweaked and it comes out every now and again. And one day it will see the light of day. And I would love to actually go into being a novelist. Really? I might like, oh, definitely. Definitely. I think I've got some great stories in me. Um, and I do love to write. And I tell you what people find really strange, apparently, is I actually sit down and, and write. Because it was pen and paper. Yeah, pen oh. and paper. I have reams and reams of notes. And then uh, I type it, I edit it. That's my first edit. I, as I type, I edit it as I go. But I just find it so therapeutic. I can sit on a couch for hours or in front of the TV for hours and just write. Wow, old school. Yeah. A lot of people out there listening will go, pen, paper? I know. I get that all the time. (laughs) But when people ask you, how do I start or what do I do? I say, just write. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, you know, I find it hard. I don't want to sit there with my laptop. I said, I don't use a laptop. I just write. And I love that flow. That is creativity to me. And I love to see the words take shape. I did a writing mentorship a little while ago with an author in Victoria and uh, one of the things that she was struggling with was being able to articulate what her message was when she was sitting in front of the computer. And I said to her, well, look, I want you to grab a pen and paper. Have you got a place in the garden or somewhere that you like just like chilling out and having a glass of wine? She goes, yeah, I like sitting out by the pool. I said, great, grab your pen and paper and a glass of wine, go out there and before you knew it, she'd written the whole book. Yeah. And then she went back, like you just said what you did, and sat in front of the computer and typed it all out. But it's different for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, very, very different, I think. And I'm very much, I mean, my whole 
job and working life is lists and plans. You know, I work in as an event manager. And, um, and so each of my books has always been planned out. And I will actually think, my whole idea was, okay, 100 tips. Now let's find five different areas of tips and then break it down. So I had it broken down. And it actually made it quite easy because I, you know, I'd sit down and say, right, I'm going to write tips one, two and three today or, or whatever right, it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was actually the plan of attack with my novel. And I assume that's what you probably tell people as well is if you've got a plan and a bit of a structure to follow and I know you teach that with your with your book mentoring um, it just keeps you on track mm. and it makes it less daunting I think yeah. it makes it easier to actually dive in because you have got an end to that task you're setting for yourself for that particular day or week or whatever it may be um, and also, I'm happy to just sit there at night writing. I know a lot of people that will get up sort of a couple of hours earlier in the morning to start writing and, you know, let the words float. But um, I find if I'm planned, I can actually make it happen quite quickly because I've got a structure. Yeah, look, I think a lot of it comes down to having a um, workable outline or structure that you can stay committed to. Uh, and the other thing is about time and how much time you're allowing yourself to write. And, like, when you're writing fiction, I guess... Sometimes creative juices don't flow when you want them to, or I don't believe in writer's block, but you know, you, you use writer's block as an excuse as to why you can't take it to the next chapter or into the next scene. And I just think that at the end of the day, if whether you're pen and paper or you're on the computer, or one author I had had a back injury uh, in 2016, she couldn't move from the couch, so she wrote her whole book on her iPhone, typing it in. Wow, however, you choose to do it, just do it, set the time aside to do it, and and once you get into the flow and you've got that structure you're working to you'll find it gets easier and easier as you go along yeah and it, it just makes more sense yeah i've never had writer's block i must admit i i just love to but i do love that outlet but mm. i do think it helps that you've got that that structure or a plan plan to follow i say to people who have said to me like you can imagine over 20 odd years people have said oh I've got writer's block I've always said, well, you've just emailed me, so you, you obviously don't have writer's block, you know. <laughs> write a poem, write a song, write a letter to somebody, write an email, put a f post up on social media, write something, um, and you'll actually see that you're already beating your own self-talk, you know. It, it, it's not real yeah. in my mind. I'm throwing something at you now. Do you think it's, it. a, it's a bit like a facing your fears thing, but they're applying it to their writing, isn't it? So yeah. do you know what? Once they push themselves through, some of those best chapters or those best paragraphs will be once they've actually disciplined and pushed themselves to get over that little hill. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the imposter syndrome that comes from being a published author or even wanting to be a published author often creates things that like writer's block, you know, and oh, I couldn't get past that chapter. And it's like because they've been seeing themselves in a few months' time at a launch that, that's happening and they're going, oh, my God, I'm not an author, I'm not an author. And they're talking themselves out of it. And that's quite common. I get that a lot. And I was, I was mentoring an author this morning at 5.30 in the morning because that's what I do. And she asked me, you know, how do you... Because I was talking about public speaking and signings and doing events. And she goes, oh, how do you manage authors that are introverts? And I said, we're all introverts yeah, in some way. I'm the biggest introvert out, yet most people don't think that. Well, I mean, the, I don't want to label people. So I don't sit there and go, oh, well, this person's an introvert, this person's an extrovert. I think that majority of writers are predominantly more introverted than they are extroverted. Mm. But it's about the circumstances that you're in. If you are passionate about something and you believe in it and you're committed to seeing that passion come to life, you're extroverted because you'll do what it takes to make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just think it's a. I've got an introverted quality about myself. It doesn't come <laughs> out very often, but it's there. No, see, everyone would say the same about you. But but I think it is because you, you're deep, and mo most people have combinations, don't they? That's introvert. Thing, yeah. It's just how greater it is on a certain day. But and we all have again those fears and things to push through. But I've always thought if it's about sharing your message. I actually feel that books are not necessarily about you, even though lots of them are. It, it's sharing a story, and the aim is to share your story with the help of, with the aim of serving someone else. Yes. And it's whether you're sharing your story to help them, or whether you're giving them tips to help them um, with their self development in whatever shape or form. You've actually got to turn it around to 
what is my book going to do for you? Yes. And that's, I think, why I've kept going and why I've written a few books is there's nothing greater than that feeling than mm. someone saying, you know, I loved your book, I took all of this out of it and I've taken notes and I'm going to do this in my business or, you know, I love such and such a story, this was amazing, I want want to talk about that and um, those are the real buzz moments, I think. They are, there's, there's like when, you, when your authors are, oh sorry, when your readers are giving you feedback and when, you're, when your readers are saying that they've grabbed a certain element of your writing and, and often it's an element that you think, well, oh, I didn't think that one would have, would resonate as well. Or that they're sharing a moment that they had with your book. And I remember at La, uh, when we launched um, book two and I was speaking and I shared that uh, little story about the lady who sent me a photo of herself yeah. in the bath reading my book. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is a bit freaky. Um, but at the same time, to put the joke aside, obviously that book was about inspiring your creative flow and finding your, your outlet with creativity. And that obviously meant a lot to her that she was going to create a nice peaceful place for herself where she's going to be comfortable and relaxed to be able to absorb that information and and once yeah. I got past the joke and shock <laughs> of it I was like well that's pretty cool man I actually think that's that's awesome that she's treating that message that I've got within the book with such value yeah. you know well words are so powerful they are I mean uh, history has been built so off powerful. them yeah so so powerful uh what's the f- go back to the to the the Zoe Sparks trilogy Yep. Um, what's the feedback been? Has there been one book that stood out from the others? Or, you know, how's it gone? I think, so they're very, very different and they're very angled. So so for me, once I had done the first book, which was all about just helping people in business, what wherever they were at that point, it was a business book. It's actually been taken up by a lot of young people starting out in business. It's gone to quite a lot of schools. Awesome. Um, and to... Um, TAFEs and things like that where people are looking at business skills and what do I do. Uh, it's also gone to a lot of business ladies that are in their, um, you know, they're in their 30s or 40s and they're looking at, well, my children are growing up, so what am I going to do? Or they're looking at changing career or, or looking. So it's very much a startup book. So the book after that, Healthy and Wealthy, and they all follow the same format. And as yep. you know, they're colour coordinated. You know, there's am. a whole system behind them. Um, but that was a hundred tips that was all about, and it was, it was when everybody first started talking about healthy, being healthy, self care, looking after yourself, and the whole thing for me was that is so important. You need to make sure that you are looking after yourself, especially if you're working nine to five or running a business and things like that. You need that time. But I'm also very conscious that you need to make sure that your business is performing and it's healthy and and going well as well, uh, going as good. So I guess that book was all about um, making sure that you were keeping your business healthy, you healthy, looking at relationships and building. It was all all about that side. Um, So that was very topical at the time. Um, my third book, Award and Reward, was something that probably came, they've all come from my heart, but this one was a special baby for me. Um, I think the reason people came to me for advice or looking for help with their businesses and mentoring and all that sort of thing in the first place was because I was lucky enough that myself, my staff and my business all went through the awards circuit, as I fondly call it, um, in the 2000s. And so we've got a lot of runs on, on the board, but I've always been super passionate about reward and recognition Mm. so and I believe a big part of that is being brave enough to put your businesses in for awards and and people in for awards Um, but also about recognizing staff employees running incentives and doing things like that so that 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 was what that was book about now what really came out of that book was I was asked and we were able to put on lots of workshops that were all about how to complete award submissions which then defaulted or just evolved I suppose into well how do I write write grant submissions because Mm. they're not too different and the stuff the thing I really enjoy about all of that is that I think there's nothing greater than completing an awards submission Um, whether you think you're ready for it or not it is the perfect place to look at what have I done and what have I achieved and a lot of people don't take time to do that or think about that, you know, pat their backs for what they're achieving along the way. And I think that helps you look at, well, where am I going and what am I doing next? So they've all been very special and have had their little ways about them, but award and reward would would be my favourite. And I think that's just that it's all evolved over, over time. And that's been based on feedback from people who've read the books and looking for the needs of what people want. 
I'm a big it. I'm a big fan of it. I think that authors uh, in general, and we have this in the book marketing mentorship, that after they've launched their book, they need to enter into awards. Mm. And self-published authors per se do not think like this. And and they get to the launch point, and then that's it. They stop because they go, oh, well, my book's launched. Now it's going to sell itself. This magical man's <laughs> going to come out of nowhere and be able to market your book for you. Um, but the reality is, there needs to be ongoing work being put on it to actually create the what will help you achieve the vision that you have as an author and an award changes the game yeah so we had a, a book back in 2000 and then trying to remember 17 was published and some awards with books you've got to put them in within 12 months yeah. but there's some that actually are just open category um you can enter once and that's it though and this author that published with us in 2017 entered the award last year and she won the bloody thing and I saw, and it, it was fantastic, the sales that we were recording through the distribution network, we saw the impact. And it's so yep. important. And for me, I've got a little story to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mentioned something to you at the launch, right? And this is going to go out after that. So I'm allowed yep. to talk about it here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in 2010, I was in New Zealand and I was 10 years in my publishing career. And I got nominated for the Myob um, Awesome Service Awards because the uh, Rugby World Cup was coming to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to increase service across all industries for when everybody came over and and were tourists. And I didn't even think anything of it. I'd never really got an award in my life. And I was a bit of a cowboy still back then. I still am, I guess. (laughs) Um, And I won this March Award for Awesome Service uh, to authors. And the media came and approached me. I remember this. It's so funny. They go, oh, so what did you do differently with this author that, you know, I said, I didn't do anything differently. It was all, I'd do the same thing for every author. Yep. You can't say that, Ocean. So they were trying to, I, I had some media training eventually. Anyway, um, it was about, well, at the end of that year, end of 2010, they get all the 12 winners of the year and they announce the, the ultimate winner. Yep. And I won that too. And awesome. I'm going, wow, this is fantastic. And, and it made me look at what I was doing through a different set of eyes. Yes. Like you said before, when you're doing those submissions, we don't spend enough time looking back at what we've achieved mm. to actually go, shit, I've done pretty good here. Yeah. You know? And so I did that in 2010, at the end of 2010, and I made a decision that I'd, I'd pretty much nailed New Zealand. And I felt really good about where I'd grow in my career to in New Zealand. And the next step was to come here. Yeah. Fast forward 10 years. <laughs> so Ocean Reeve wins this dual awesome service award in 2010. 2020, November, Flash gets an email from APAC Insider Business Enterprise Awards yeah. saying, hey, you've been nominated for Best Indian Self-Publishing Company in, in Aust- Australia at the time. Yeah. And Flash comes in there singing and dancing and I'm working. I said, hold on, hold on. And he's like literally <laughs> bursting. And we don't know how we got nominated. Um, I asked a few people who I thought it might have been. They said it wasn't them, so I've just given up. Um, and they are the, the, the basically the, the inquiry was, do you uh, want to be go forward with it? And if you do, please fill out this form. And we had to write those things yeah. that, that to look back on over the last 10 years of what I've done here and what Ocean Republishing's done over the last five. And I, I have to admit, Zoe, there were things that we've achieved that I've just glossed over. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, man, that, that's that's weird. Anyway. It happens every time because people get nominated and they immediately think, I'm not good enough. And half the time it's, well, you are. You need You've to be nominated about, for a reason. Yeah, and, and, and yes, and that's exactly right. And it is thinking because we're always looking forward and I, that's just human nature and we actually should always be looking forward as well, but we don't often go back and say, well, ha- yeah, I've done this well. <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, I've done this great. This has been fantastic. Yeah. This is this is terrific. And it's actually really um, it's morale boosting for yourself, but it's massively morale boosting for your staff as well and your employees. It's huge. In, in your case, your authors. Yeah. It's every touch point. It, it's a celebration of everybody. And well, I there's validation. There's validation yeah, to that. Like for us with a team, it's validation to them that what they do here in bringing stories to life and the role they take, you know, it certainly says to them, you know, you're doing a good job. It says to the authors, well, we picked the right publisher. 
because no, well, obviously we've won that award now, and it's ten years later, and I'm actually going back to New Zealand at the Which end of the year, which is awesome. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. It's so cool. But to now, ten years later, get that, and then I'm going back to New Zealand. It's kind of like the universe doing its thing. Yeah. But uh, the validation to the authors, they were the right company. Validation to me that I, because when I w- when I was working with you on Strive and Thrive, I was working somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to start my own business. I didn't even want to do what you do because I was going, man, you know, that's that'd be stressful. <laughs> Screw that. I'll just help authors, and and that's what I wanted to do. But when I started ORP, I never wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to November when I was filling out the form they wanted me to fill out, I was so proud and excited that I'd achieved something that to this level that. Five years ago, I never wanted to do. Mm. And, and, and why did it work? And I realized what it was. The only reason I believe that we're even in the running to be nominated for something like that was because I had passion. Mm. I believed in what I was doing. And others believe in you too. Oh, that's and, cool. and, that's, and that's that's a massive pat on the back and a massive compliment. So mm. someone has nominated you because they feel, and, and whether it has been a staff member, a supplier, a client, an author, whoever, um, someone has said, these guys are fantastic and they need to be recognised for that. Sure. And, and that's massive. It is. I'm, still, massive. I'm still embarrassed to see having you <laughs> no, say that. No, 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 no. Well, uh, that's why I agree with you. I like, the, uh, I like all, your, all of your books, but I definitely think the third one, and, and based on what we've just been talking about, I think that's one of the reasons why is because like you said, we do not take the moment every now and then to pat ourselves on the back and, and because we're, we're yeah. not tall poppy syndrome, whatever you want to call it, yeah. but we don't tend to, to do that. We don't want to gloss our own egos or, or be perceived as somebody that's been arrogant. But when you're in business or when you're working on a project, especially creatively, you've got to have those moments where you can, you can recognise a, a level of success. And a, a small one, I've just finished a chapter today. Yep. You know, uh, I've just yep. sold my first book to somebody I didn't know. You know, these little mm. things matter. Yep. And they lead on to bigger things, don't they? Yeah, oh, definitely. And hey, even after book five, when you open that package and there is, it's such a buzz. It's still it's the same, right? It's still the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> five times on, it's... Wow. And and it is, I think, because you think not only is this awesome and, yep, I'm really happy with this, but, but it is what you're doing or, or giving out to the world and it's something to be proud of. You know, it's that legacy that, yeah. that, and, and you look at that. You've, you've done five books, Zoe, and that's not an easy feat for anybody. I mean, writing one book is, is challenging enough, but to write five and then, like, you know, you fast forward 30, 40 years and, and you know, your grandkids going to hold those books and I'm joked about that with mine as well and I think that that's so important because it's a part of your life it's a part of who you are were and when you're gone from this world those books are still going to be read yeah and they're still going to matter it's history and it means that people get you or know what you were about and what you wanted to do and um that's special and it doesn't matter who you are what, what your story is what you're sharing whether it's poems whether it's recipes whether it's a novel whether it's um your own story. Books are powerful. See, I, I love books. Absolutely love books. Clearly, five-time published author. Yeah, but I love to read books. I love to learn. Yeah. Um, and love to progress. And there's nothing like a book to help you do that. And I think, especially in in your world of independent publishing, a lot of those books are stories, and they are mm. from the heart, from people. Um, and they're fantastic because everybody's got something to talk about. And and you know you you. You're absolutely right. A lot of the stories that we've, that I've worked on over my career, may come from similar genres. Like, you know, if somebody writes about domestic violence, then another author writes about it. I mean, it's about domestic violence, but everybody's experiences are different. How they overcame it's different. So, another a reader who picks up that book to maybe get out of, you know, get insight, they'll grab something out of that story and then something different from another story. And that's why, like, every author's different, every book is different. I want to talk about Shine, Shine Businesswoman. Yep. What is it and why did you start it? Why is it, it was actually an extension, um, and I'm telling the truth when I say it was an extension to the end of book three, or I think it might have been overlapping at round about the same time because for me it was a whole extension of my books have been out there, yeah, with mentoring people and these are my tips and tricks that uh, I can share with you to help you with your business. But people really enjoyed that and people wanted to take it further. And 
again, I sort of thought, well, how can I combine all the things that I do and pull this all together? Um, we have a lot of great businesswomen's network style um, groups or organisations, for want of a better word, on the Sunshine Coast. And I never wanted to compete or go into that space, but I wanted to be able to add value. So what I wanted to do was take the books to a new level where we were actually talking and blogging about people. It started out as a blog, which we turned into the books, so that other people were sharing their stories. It wasn't me just talking about my experiences, a little bit like what you referred to before. Everyone's got different things to take and share and, and you can learn something different from everybody. So I wanted to bring more people into it. And I also looked at, as an event manager for nearly 30 years, I've always been lucky in that some of the events I create and put on for clients and for people, I've got to see some amazing speakers. It, it's what has probably fuels my passion, purpose. You know, I learn so much. I'm very fortunate to do that. But if you're not part of a franchise group or if you're a small business starting out, you don't you often have the money or the invitation to attend those sorts of events. And I know that a lot of my um, personal and professional development comes from listening to those speakers and taking part in workshops and doing things. So it was, well, I do this for clients and for other people. Why not do it for businesswomen? Um, I often get asked as well, why is it only women and not males? Um, and the only reason behind that is it's usually businesswomen that have come and spoken to me over the years and asked me for help and advice. I guess they see someone that I can learn from her, I can try and follow her or copy some of the things that she's done and make it my own and um, put my spin on it. So it was, well, there's no reason why I can't start something that is envelopes that whole thing. So SHINE, it is an acronym, it's, it stands for Supports, Helps, Inspires, Nurtures and Empowers Women. Um, and the whole aim of that is by, through sharing stories which are blogs, which, as I say, we've now turned into two books, which is fantastic. Um, and then I, the, my signature event is an annual conference where we do a full-day conference. Um, or two, Last year it was a day. Traditionally it's been two days where we've had speakers come in and they're that high-caliber top-end speaker. And I really look at what's topical now and what areas do people need help with. So, you know, there's always something that's that's around marketing. There'll be something on sort of sales or an administration-style topic. A couple of keynotes because that's where the real passion and excitement comes from. As you know, you've been a speaker at our events. We've run quite a lot of awesome. workshops. It was awesome. Kim Cousins was there and yep. I met her there and she won Best Audio Book of the Year last year. Yeah. So if it wasn't for Shine, I would never have had that opportunity with no. her. No, and you've met a lot of people that way, but... but People talk and people, you know, people know what you do. And, you know, I know I go out flying the ORP flag. <laughs> but, but, go, there's, but there's lots of others that do as well. And then that spins and, and sends people in your direction. And I think the really wonderful thing about what you do, and it's very similar to what we do as Shine, is it's all about encouraging people to take a chance, be brave, come out of your shell, give something a go. And sometimes they just need a little bit of coaxing and encouragement to do that. Um, you know, it, it, it's that fear thing again. It's, it's, oh, am I good enough? What have I got to talk about? Um, and, and people do. Everyone does. They just need that little chance to shine or, or someone to bring them out. And, um, yeah, so Shine celebrated its third birthday on Monday. So that was great. I saw the post. Total, total coincidence that it was launched on International Women's Day. I actually was speaking at an International Women's Day event. And I was talking about, oh, you know, this was an idea I had in the pipeline. And um, I was talking about my award and reward book, I think. And I was saying, you know, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And the other speaker was Sammy um, from Mixer FM on the Sunshine Coast. Right, yeah, yeah. And she said, Zoe, you've got something here and you need to come into the studio this afternoon and, and we'll do an interview. And I said, oh, I'm nearly there. I just haven't. She said, no, it, it, it's great. It's a perfect day. Let, you know, tell people what you're going to do. Well, everyone in this room is really excited. Let's go and tell everyone. And that's how Shine was born. Wow, oh, that's <laughs> such a good story. Yeah, and as I say, it... Total coincidence, but on International Women's Day, so I'll never forget. Wow, that's so cool! And you know, we're like at the launch, um, I probably noticed it more at the launch of Book Two than at the other events that I've been a part of with you, because um, the diversity of women 
that are a part of that. Mm. And I'm, I'm presuming this is across Shine, across the board, but yep. it was really quite inspiring and it was it felt good to see you know, such a variety of backgrounds in one room. Um, when you had the panel, the panel by far is one of the best I've seen and, and you um, mastered it well and, and managing it well. And it was just so entertaining and informative to hear from each of those four women mm. um, and being the only male in the room. Yeah, I think there was one more hiding at the back, actually. Well, I, I, he wasn't I, confident. He didn't want to come I forward. saw him walk in the room <laughs> and because me and Vicky were, were sitting out the front having a beer before it started and she asked me, are you the only guy here? I said, no, no, look, look, there's one there. And then he walked <laughs> out again. I'm going, damn, I'm alone. He was actually the dad of, so in book two, we actually had two mother-daughter combinations. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he was the dad of one of the panellists and his wife was all, also featured in the book, which is why oh. he wanted to be there, which was lovely. What a but proud moment. I think he got frightened by all the women as well. But um, And the thing that's really exciting there um, with even looking at the women, then even though it's a mother-daughter combination, they don't work together, they're not in the same businesses, they don't, they've don't. they been picked in their own right for what they're doing. That's and awesome. um, And one of the ladies, so one of the ladies was on our panel yeah. and um, she um, works, she, women in sport was why I picked her. It's such a big topic um, and I knew people would be interested in what, what she had to say and she's followed that whole football um, you know, she was a foot soccer player yeah. and then has developed that into into a career and she was really interesting. Where, and her mum has been based on the Sunshine Coast forever in all sorts of tourism and community-type roles. And a, a lady that everybody knows and loves, but she doesn't always get thanked. And I tend to try and look for stories that are a little bit different um, and, you know, how can we bring bring them out again? So... A lot of them are Sunshine Coast based, but I purposely go all around Australia. I look for people, where are they? And then there are a handful that are from overseas as you, well. You, in the last book, um, Sarah Valkyrie from here. Yes. She was in there. Yeah. Well, and that's because I couldn't ask you to do a story. Oh. Because there aren't any male stories in there as no. yet. Maybe you might be our first in the, in oh. the next book. Jeez, I'd be honoured. But, um, but the same thing, and the reasoning behind that was obviously Valkyrie's marvellous but it was I've had such an amazing awesome relationship with Ocean Reef Publishing for years and I wanted someone to be able to share their story and talk about their journey and working for you and what they're doing and she's an author in her own right yeah, as, yeah, yeah. As, as well as being one of your amazing staff and and so again it was well let's introduce someone that um, people may not know and and so that's good. they're the hidden gems yeah. aren't they? the people that that aren't necessarily the names. You give them yeah. so you give some people some opportunity, like you said before. Mm. They often may n may never ever get that opportunity or be invited to those sort of things, and you do that. Another thing that stood out for me at the launch that came into my head just then, when you were doing the panel, you asked the question about you know who who inspires you, and two, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but two of the panelists both mentioned another Sunshine Coast woman that was in the room. Yes. And I'm like, and, and one lady mentioned the New Zealand Prime Minister and I got overly excited when yes, she did that. Yes, because she's one of my favourites too. She is, she's one of mine. Um, but what I really loved there was that, that the support you guys gave each other. And like, that's not forced, that's not staged, that's so organic and authentic. And you could see that. And I was looking around at the lady they were talking about mm. and she was so humbled and, and like, mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. like carry on, yeah. and I yeah. just think that's an amazing. You know, you've done really, really well in establishing that authenticity within the Shine Network, and you can see it every time you come to one of those events. You can see it, but none more so than the latest launch because it was really noticeable. Mm. Uh, mm. So, such an amazing it, thing. The buzz was fantastic, wasn't it? And and they're all yeah. so proud. Yeah. As I say, a few of them. You know, I'll often send it in because I do invite everybody. Um, it's very because we can only do so many stories, mm. and of course, it, I do get a lot of people saying, "Can I do a story?" Can I? And there's only so many you can do. So I do invite because I want that diversity, and I want to showcase all ages, all levels, all experiences. I don't want it just to be the high flyers or the celebrities. Mm. I want it to be all women because they're all making a massive contribution and they're all making a difference. And you think about who's going to read field. that. Yes, you know, they want right. relatability. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's got it's got to be that way and um but but the atmosphere in the room that night was just 
electorate. They were all so supportive. And as I say, quite a few of those people in the room, when I asked them, you know, can we do your story? Oh, I don't have anything to talk about. I I, I said, well, you do. You've you've got some amazing things to talk about. What about this? What about that? And um, and even even one of the panellists was quite shy, very... I don't know if I should be a panellist. I said, you definitely should be a panellist. And um, it is, it's just bringing out their confidence and, um, again, that, that encouragement. Oh, it was the perfect combination. Awesome. It was perfect. Awesome. So three years of shine. Yeah. What's been the biggest highlight? Um, the stories, and I said this when I did the launch, it's quite interesting because we've had three conference events and they've been, all have been absolutely sensational amazing speakers lots of accolades everybody loves it everyone talks about it for weeks after but honestly the highlight is the shining the spotlight stories and that's really become our trademark um there are people that religiously read them every time and i have one lady who every time i put out a newsletter she religiously writes back to me within 24 or 48 hours saying something that she's learned or something she's picked in the um, in the story itself, and she has done that for years, which That's is amazing. amazing. Never misses, and those are the sorts of people that made me think. Okay, we're, we're shining the spotlight on someone in a newsletter. We can we can do better than this. Let's turn these into a book. Let's put a book out there sharing the stories. So, um, the first year we did fifty two stories. Um, sorry, the first book, yep. which was shining the spotlight. We did fifty two stories, and we did do a newsletter every single um, week for that first year. Since then, we've changed a little bit. We know now that you know there's a month over Christmas that people aren't reading anything really. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then because we've been really busy, and if you know we don't want to be pounding people with newsletters that they don't want to read, so then we've been fortnightly. So it's actually taken two years to accumulate the next set of stories um, and it's been something I've been watching thinking yeah do we do a book two do we do a book two and then I thought yeah we need to shine the light on these ladies exactly as we did with the first ladies there's you know and because some of them were gosh my story was 18 months ago it's wow. not interesting it's like well it is because we've still got a lot to do to get out there the biggest challenge with this book because I've done my little color coordination thing and everything yeah, yeah. again was um, because the first book was called shining the spotlight it was to me i call it shining the spotlight book two and it will always be book two yeah and uh but it was it has needs to have a better name than that on the cover it took a while and um it was actually christy your christy helped me think of our journey continues because that's what it is it's a celebratory journey that is ongoing of celebrating all these wonderful ladies and um, it just stuck that's that's it that's the title is there book three I don't know how long it will take <laughs> me to accumulate the stories. Uh, um, I won't say they'll necessarily be a shining book three. That will be something that evolves over time again, depending on where we take shine and what we do. And, and that's just me. I'm always looking for how can we do things better? What do we adapt? What do we change? Hmm. Um, but there'll definitely be another book in me. Hey, that novel's <laughs> got to come out. I wrote that down. And and like yeah. when we're finished today, I'm going to go into my system and write on my workflow every six months, check in on Zoe and her fiction writing. Because <laughs> I want to see what that... What genre is that? What what the novel? Is it romance? Is it thriller? What is it? Mystery? What? It's, um, it's a combination of everything. Really? It's a cracker. <laughs> oh, it's a cracker. I love it. It's, um, you know, I love love stories and, and because i i'm a, a businesswoman who works nine to five and have done forever you know people tend to think that's all i do <laughs> oh. work is work is me and that's why i love to evolve i actually do love to immerse myself in a good fiction book and you know i love a soppy romance i love autobiographies and stories of of people telling their own and it was um i think my fiction book will end up being something that's a bit racy and exciting but it'll tug at your heartstrings and a bit of everything in there. I'm so looking forward (laughs) to that. Uh, What's something that becoming an author that's happened to you since um, 2016 uh, that you didn't expect? Well, I think everything because I know that Shine has seeded from that. Um, Shine is is something that I organise and it will constantly evolve. The book writing will constantly evolve. It's it's opened up so many opportunities. So last year when COVID struck, because people were so used to the stories, 
um, I'd had people saying, look, can we do, because as I said before, we don't have a monthly meeting or a networking event. You know, that's just not what we're about because other people do that really well. Yeah, and I yeah. want to compliment them, not compete. Um, but I had ladies saying, look, we missed that. We want to chat. Can we have coffees? Can we have online? So we did a whole load of um, online Zooms like a lot of people did. And we turned that into a podcast. Mm -hmm. So that was, well, how do we get those out there? At, at the time so I'm always looking for new ways of doing things and so I, I think the whole thing is is if I hadn't have created that first book none of what I've done over the last few years would have happened I and, would, and it wasn't planned not at all planned and none of right. it is planned that's why when you ask me what am I doing and where am I going I can't tell you <laughs> because I, I love to be at the forefront and I love to move with the times and love to move the ch and, and all of us have gone through so much change in the last 12 months um and for me personally too my youngest son has just finished school and i moved into brisbane yesterday <clears throat> so it's you know for me it's a whole point of well what's my next steps where am i going so and it's a watch this space because it's still still evolving so it's opened massive opportunities it's great it's created an awesome friendship between you and i which i'm yes. truly grateful for and i love that um I've learned so much from you and hopefully you've learned something oh, from me. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Over the years. And and it's those sorts of relationships and things that have that have come out of it. But I'm immensely proud. You know, I put the books out and I'm immensely proud. And it's I'm proud that it's showcasing others, it's talking about others, it's stories, it's tips. You know, they they're helpful books and it's lovely when people say that and what they've got out of them that that makes me feel good it makes me feel i'm contributing i'm making a difference and i'm doing something right for the community and that's that's huge without a doubt i mean like you know your background in travel and events and you know as an author and a facilitator of shine and like you just said you know your younger son's now out of the nest and mm. and and speaking from someone that you know i know that a change happens when the kids move out um often very unexpected um i know i went i was actually doing really well but i walked in the door when i got home last night from moving in and i just burst into tears because do you know what he hasn't been home very much <laughs> you know he's 18 yeah. he hasn't been home very much for the last three or four years but i just knew he wasn't there yeah it, it does change things i i, I often really said to there. i've said to my friends back home in new zealand that um you know, they've all got younger kids than mine. Uh, mine are 23 to, to 28. I've got to get that right. I always get my oldest <laughs> wrong. Um, and I say to my mates back home, I said, look, you know, when your kids get to around about 12, 13, you know, start thinking about what life looks like when they move out mm. because, you know, it's going to change. And I remember sitting down with Vicky Jane when, when the kids were getting around that age and said so. And, and Australia was not on the cards then, you know, I was still in New Zealand. And I, I said, you know, well, what's, what's life going to look like for us once the kids are gone? Because being are your kids here? No. They are in New Zealand. Yeah, like, um, well, two of my kids have always been in New Zealand. They didn't come over here at all. And then the other two came over. One started her own business, did really well. Now she's gone back home. The other one went home in November to look after her grandmother um, and now she's coming back. On my birthday, she arrives back. Wow. and But they're totally independent, living their own lives and, and that's the oldest one that's coming back. But I, I, I do think it's important that you, you realise there's a phase of who you are that's not been... Like you, you're an exemption to the rule because of what you've done with Shine and, and, and with yourself as an author. But as a parent... That's your number one job, isn't it? Mm. You know, as being mm. being a oh, the best parent you can be. When that time and that never changes, you're always going to be a parent. But when that time comes where your kids are gone out and they're independent, there's a part of you that just bursts open, mm. and it just it's exciting. I know, and and it is. I can see the good and the bad, and I've actually been planning for it for quite a while. You know, I had quite a few goals That's as to good. getting my boys through private school and certain things I wanted to do. Working in travel, I wanted to show them the world, and thankfully we, we did that because none of us have been travelling much, obviously, the last 12 months. So I'm, I'm, I'm really proud and happy with how life has been to date, but I always knew it was going to change quite radically because mm. for a long time it was just the three of us completely the three of us and we are so close so i knew it was going to be a big big step and as i say in some ways it's sad although i'm definitely not a helicopter mother i want to encourage independent 
happy, thriving, self-sufficient Hey, beings. it's who you are. It's what Which I know of great. you. But, um, but I am really excited about all what's coming next and uh, I don't even know what all of that is, but I'm really excited for that. I'm ready for that next stage. Which I think is, it's which is cool. Yeah, it is awesome. And the, and the rollout of how your life changes at that point is just, you, you kind of, for me, I felt like I was a, a teenager in my 20s again because it just... <laughs> hope. Yeah, well, it did. It, it kicked in creatively. It kicked in a lot for me. Like I, I had, as a parent, I wasn't. I don't know if I'd call myself a helicopter parent. I, I was. <laughs> I was a very. I, I gave my kids rope, enough to hang themselves. And if they hung themselves, they'd get. You know, they'd be grounded. They'd lose their phones. I was that guy. Yeah. Um. And but if they were in trouble, if something went down, they were out of home or at school, and something was going down, they were you know not feeling good. They'd call me first mm. because I would leave work. I would drop tools. I'd break speed limits to get to my children and make sure they were okay. When that part of me changed, the, the, the responsibility, that maturity that comes with being Ocean the dad was suddenly not there anymore. And then this, <laughs> this, this, this cowboy carefree Peter Pan came back out oh, and it was so go. good. So hey, Zoe, yeah, might see the Peter Pan exciting. come through. <laughs> Look, the, the final part of this is to find out a little bit more about you. So I've got some sh- um, quick, fast questions for you. Yep. What inspires you? People, community, um, passion, purpose. So many things inspire me. I just love life. Your gem. Love it. What's your favourite word? Oh, gosh. That's a hard one. My my word for 2021 is simplicity. I'm doing a terrible job. (laughs) (laughs) But but that is is my word. (laughs) Kim Morrison always says you should have a word for the year and mine's simplicity. Um... I always love to challenge myself in trying to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but I don't think I get it right. I'm not going to put that on you today, <laughs> believe me. Music, favourite song or artist? Oh, definitely ABBA Dancing Queen. And really? I have been known to be singing that on stage at a lot of conference events in the past of my youth, even oh. when I was nine months pregnant, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, and Oh What a Night by Frankie Valli and the Four oh, Seasons. I love Frankie Valli. So that could be another part of Zoe <laughs> we might see come out now that you're, you know, you're, the yeah, kids are there. Yeah, it's interesting. Part. Although my hubby at the moment keeps telling me to stop singing because apparently it sounds horrific. <laughs> hey. He says I need to record it. Right, yes. <laughs> and then I might stop. It sounds good in our own heads, though. <laughs> What's the most important thing you've learned in your life? I don't know if it's learned, but my most important values is um, giving back, contributing c- to community and contributing to people in general. I think you should never, ever stop learning and should never, ever stop helping others to better themselves as well. I get a big kick out of that. It all comes back to that legacy thing again, as in we're here to make a difference and it should be a positive contribution that's that's epitomizes what mm. i and, know and of that's you. grown for me more and more over the years that's quite a, you know i started out as a i just want to be businesswoman of the year i want to do this tick all these boxes and and every year i get more and more community focused charity focused giving back focused and um and i think that's a really nice thing about getting older is we start to i think <laughs> in, my eldest son has this and sorry this isn't a fast question is it my eldest son yeah. has this really big um, funny thing that um, yeah there's a lot of grumpy middle aged 45 year old women in the world you know about your age mum that are you know where he works and you know they're angry but I don't see I don't I know that happens but I don't see that I, I'm lucky that I'm surrounded by lots of supportive energetic uplifting people that are very similar to me. They want to do those things too, and I think that's really nice. So I'm hoping I don't become one of those old grumpy, miserable. The people, people that gravitate to you, <laughs> they gravitate to you because you you exude a certain attitude. You exude a certain um, integrity and value, and you know. And if you look at the people that you're surrounded around, which are positive, inspired, and empowered women mainly, but people, you know, that's because that's the life you've lived, and, and it's. It's an awareness that you've got that many other people around our age don't have, though. Mm. And, and I think that's, that's a gift. And when you realise why you're on this planet, mm. you know, because there is a reason why we're here. And there is a reason. And, and you've taught me that over the years as well. I've been in, in enough of your seminars now to know how important it is 
to not only leave a legacy but leave a, a positive mark and, and, and something good behind. And I think as I get older, I realise that more and more. Mm. You know, we're, we're, none of us are taking anything out of here with us. So being kind, giving back and making that positive impact on the world, no matter how big or small, it doesn't have to be big, it, it, it can be anything. But I think if you leave, you know, you, if you're kind to people and you do good things for people because you genuinely want to help them, that's amazing. It is. It, it absolutely is. If you're not doing something to help another person on this planet, then what are you doing? That's yep. the question I ask. Yep. Is, there a, is there a quote or a mantra that you live by? Um, the one I always quote at every workshop I do is if you always do what you've always done, you'll always have what you've always had, which is a variation of the Henry Ford um, that's right, yeah. quote that sits on my desk all the time. And that's why I constantly believe it doesn't matter how much you love what you do, or how comfortable you are in what you're doing, you've got to keep evolving. You've got to keep looking for what's next. And, and again, it doesn't have to always be something big and a big leap, um, but we've got to just keep developing and progressing. That's what life's all about. Absolutely, absolutely. Bedroom, office... Bedroom. <laughs> let me finish the question. That's, that's because last week you were talking about ladies in baths <laughs> sending you photos. A bit worried now. Three, three places. Bedroom... Office space, car, which would you clean first? I actually don't do a very good job of either any <laughs> of those. I thought you were going to ask me which one was my favourite spot. And I was going to say bedroom or office, definitely not the car. Um, oh, this is really bad. See, I get my boys to clean my car. I have someone who comes Zoe. in to clean... The bedroom and my office just never gets cleaned at all. So okay, well, the, 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 that's the answer. That's the answer. That's the answer. That's good. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, one of the there's two takeaways that I'm I'm making note of here. One is your fiction book, which I'm really excited to see how that develops over the months. Uh, and that's years frightening. I actually don't share that very often, and now you're going to badger me, and yes, it's probably I am. <laughs> might have to see the light of day. Well, it's just <laughs> it's just another side of your creative expression, yeah, which I want to see. I just and need to edit it, and fine tune it. Speaking of creative expression, the other thing that I must see at some point in the future is your rendition of Dancing Queen. So I'll make a note of that one too. <laughs> Actually, if you go back to a few Travelanders from a few conferences, they've probably got it on video. Really? Oh, <laughs> good value. I love it. Zoe, I want to thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me, talking about your books, about Shine, about life, and it's been really cool to catch up with you again. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've, I've loved this hour. It's always always awesome talking to you. Cheers, Zoe. Now, for all you guys out there, you want to find out more about Zoe, go to zoesparks.com. You want to find out more about Shine Business woman at shinebusinesswoman.com nice and easy thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time on the you have been listening to an author angle brought to you by ocean reef publishing bringing stories to life www.oceanreefpublishing.com